Are you ready for the word of God? Luke chapter 1 and verse 5. Luke chapter 1 and verse 5. This church, when you come to this church, come with a pen and paper. And write down what you learned from church and go back and reverse it like the children of Berea. Somebody shout amen. Don't just learn something and you, you forget it after the service. No. There is so much that is said every day in this service that can change every, any life can be changed in this church. If you are interested. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. Luke chapter, chapter 1 and verse 5. Luke chapter 1 and verse 5. Glory to God. And the Bible says, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah of the course of Abia. And his wife was, was the daughter of Aaron. And her name was what? And they were both righteous before God, walking in, the, in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Next verse. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they were both now well stricken in years. The Bible says, and he came to pass while he executed the priest's office before the God in before God in the order of his course. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense. And when he went into the temple of the Lord, the whole multitude of the people were praying out at, without at the time of incense. And the Bible says, there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord on the right side of the altar of incense. Somebody say amen. amen. There appeared to him an angel of the Lord at the altar of incense. We have been dealing with uh, the, the need for angelic assistance in our lives in these last days. But today I want to deal with something that the Lord gave me, building a legacy altar, building a legacy altar, an altar that will outlast you and bless your generations to come. Our forefathers in Africa have built altars that has affected our destinies. But in this service, we will start another altar. Are you sure you are ready? We are, start, we are raising an altar in your life today. That will mess every other negative altar up. Oh boy, you are not saying amen. amen. My God, building legacy altars. Oh, what's an altar? What is an altar? Let me give you the definition before we take off. An altar is a place of sacrifice and offerings. Write that down quickly. I'm going to just give you the definition. And you can write it down and go and, and, and just listen. And probably... Uh, Mariners and, and, and also meditate on this word. An altar is a place of sacrifice and offering. Uh, you all remember in Genesis 8.22, the Bible talks about Noah, or from Genesis 8.20, the Bible speaks of Noah, that Noah raised God an altar, of, uh, uh, an altar, and there he sacrificed all clean beasts and clean fowl. And, you know, after the Lord had appeared to him and he raised an altar before God and God said I will no longer destroy the earth for the sake of man for the imagination of man's heart is filthy and God says now in verse 22 as long as the earth remained seed time harvest cold heat summer winter he says uh, you know 
day and night shall not cease. It will not cease because of that altar that he read. What's an altar? Let's, let's go ahead. Number two, an altar is an elevated place of worship. An altar is an elevated place of worship. Please quickly, quickly, write that down quickly. Number three, an altar is a place where we meet God. Where we meet God. An altar is a place where we meet God. Number four, an altar is a place of revelation. A place of revelation where God reveals himself to his people. When, when people meet God or when an angel appears to people in the Bible in those days, one of the things that they do is that they rear up an altar in that place. Somebody say amen. They rear up an altar. So it's a place of revelation. Number five, an altar is a place where God makes covenant with his people. He makes covenant with his people. Ah, glory to God. You are in a covenant with Jehovah God. Somebody say amen. The Bible calls us the sheep of his pasture. He says we did not make ourselves. He made us. And we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Somebody say amen to that. And lastly, the one that I'm really going to deal with today is an altar is a place of remembrance. A place of remembrance. A place of remembrance. What is that speaking to you in this service? This service is a service you will live to remember all your life. What will happen to you in this service, generations to come will talk about it. You're not saying amen, somebody. I said, what will happen in your life? I'm prophesying already. I said, what will happen in your life today? Generations to come will be talking about it. They will thank God for their forefathers. They will thank God for their grandfather. They will thank God for their grandmama, for their mother. The one that raised the altar that will mess up everything Satan has done. Somebody shout amen. God wants to be remembered. Say amen. God wants to be remembered. You know every time God does something in the Bible, he will tell his people, just do this so that they can put something there so that people can remember it. People can remember He's a God that wants to be. He never wants us to forget him. God loves to do memorable things. God likes to do things that are memories that people can never, never forget. That's the kind of God we serve. I mean, we are living in a day where people have forgotten God. We are living, pandemic has made people forget God. Lockdown has made our government forget God. Uh, but, but we are a people that refuse to forget our God. Oh, bring ye in remembrance your God, the God of heaven. Church, we will not forget the goodness of God in the land of the living. Somebody say amen. Oh, praise God, somebody. You know, just a few days ago, uh, two days ago, I was waiting on the Lord. And the Lord told me to come into the, into the, the tabernacle or into the house of the Lord. I opened the door, came in. And he said to me, stand on the altar. And he told me to open to 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. Please put it for us on the screen. And he told me, he said, read out this scripture. Because I want to place a stamp in this place today. Kayaba Shadaha. Oh boy, oh boy. Are you sure you are ready for Jesus? Please put it for us on the screen. Quickly, quickly, quickly. 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. Glory to God. 
And the Bible says, and it came to pass that when Solomon had finished the building of the house of the Lord, that the kings and the king's house, and all Solomon's desire, which he was pleased to do. Next verse. That the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time. God is going to appear to somebody today. Uh, you all remember the Lord appeared to him in 1 Kings 3 in Gibeon and asked him, what do you want me to do for you? This is a blank check. But God is appearing to somebody here today. If it is you, let your amen show it. And the Bible said the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon. Next verse. That's the verse of emphasis. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. And I have hallowed this house. Somebody say, God has hallowed this house. Say it like you are serious. God has hallowed this house. He said, I have hallowed this house which thou hast built and to put my name there forever. Somebody shout, Jehovah's name is in this place. Say it like you are serious. Jehovah's name is in this place. Forever. Say it one more time. Jehovah's name is in this place. Forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Ayah. He says, my heart and my eyes shall be there perpetually. Beloved, I want you to know that you are in a place where God is. Ah, Jacob had an encounter in Genesis 28. The Bible says he came running, he was running from Bethel, running from his brother, and he came to a place called Bethel. The Bible said there he took a stone and, and laid his head on a pillow and immediately an encounter began. He saw a ladder straight from there to heaven. Angels ascending and descending. And the Bible says sitting at the top of the ladder is Jesus himself. Somebody here, Jesus is sitting on your destiny today. Kayaba Shana Mohosa. Ah, so the Lord told me, say, read out this scripture to me and pray. And after I finished praying, I felt grace come on my life. Ah, yeah. Something is dropping on you today. Oh. <laughs> my God, my God, my God. Nauta is a place of remembrance. God wants to be remembered. He doesn't want people to forget him. He doesn't want his people to forget him. Do not remember the good things, the encounters that they have had. Never you forget all the things God has done in your life. Because those testimonies, those encounters are what will sustain you in the days of your infirmities. When you remember, David said when he was facing Goliath, the God that delivered me from the lion and the bear, what happened? He will deliver me from this Goliath. He will put the head of this Goliath in my hands. Always remember your place of encounter. Don't forget the things God has done. Don't forget the Lord your maker. People are forgetting God. There are people in this church who are sitting at home telling you that it's not safe to be in church. And they go to spa, check us, go to work every day. The devil is a liar. If you are watching me on, on screen and you are one of those, run to the house of the Lord. And the church of God say, Amen. Amen. Don't forget your God. Joshua chapter 4. 
Let's track the altar that God is about to raise today. Let's track this altar. Joshua chapter 4 and verse 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass, when all the people were clean past Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua. Next verse. My God. Take you 12, 12 men out of the people and out of every tribe a man. And command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan and out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm. Twelve stones. Somebody shout twelve stones. And you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Kayabashata. Next verse. And then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe. Amen. Next verse. Next verse, quickly. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over by the ark before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the number of the tribes of Israel. Next verse. That this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers, in the time to come, saying, What mean ye these stones? <laughs> Next verse, verse 7. That then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. And the waters of Jordan were cut off. And this stone shall be for what? What shall it be for? A memorial. Somebody say, A memorial. God is about to do a memorable thing in your life today. I say something memorable will happen in your life today. As the Lord liveth before whom I stand. Something memorable, drastic. Something all of a sudden. Something that will change the course of your life. Will happen in your life today. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the church of God say amen. You see, here the story of the children of Israel began, you know, uh, obviously when they left Egypt and they were going to Canaan land. The Bible said they were stuck in the wilderness for 40 years. And many of that generation died because of their rebellion and disobedience to God. And then in the midst of that, after the death of Moses, God came to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1 and said to him, Moses, my servant is dead. Now arise, go over this Jordan with these people. For wherever the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that I've given it to you for your possession. And in verse 8, he said to him, Let this book of the law not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein. For in doing that, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. And he said to him, be not afraid, be not dismayed, be thou courageous. For unto you will you I divide all this land. God is about to divide your portion to you. Shama Kolabasante. I say somebody is about to get their portion. And so the Bible says that Joshua took the people of God. And all of a sudden they hit Jordan. When they got to Jordan, there was no way to go. This is a, a river that can swallow you up. Abba. And the Bible said Joshua looked at God and looked at the people and God spoke to Joshua. He said, Joshua, today 
I am going to do something that will be memorable to you and the people of God. Aya. He says, I'm going to do something to you. Get the priest. Let them carry the ark of the covenant. And as they carry the ark, get them in front. And as they step into Jordan, the Bible says Jordan parted into two. Today, everything that has blocked you will part into two. Whatever has been a stumbling block in your life, we scatter today. I say it, we scatter today. In the name of Jesus Christ, Jordan parted into two. And the Bible says the children of Israel walked behind the priest carrying the ark of the covenant. And as they walked, when they got to the other side of Jordan, God said, no, you don't understand. This is a memorable altar. This is an altar that is being built today. And this you must never forget. Because this is going to go from generation to generation. This altar will service destinies. This altar will change destinies. This altar will alter everything that the devil has done. This altar will heal the sick. This altar will raise the dead. This altar will raise the poor out of the dunghill. And make them sit before kings. Am I talking to somebody? So God said to Joshua, Joshua, send 12 men out of every tribe as the water is still divided you have crossed you are on the other side now send them back and then the 12 men went back and Joshua said to them when you get there where we started from pick up 12 stones put it on your shoulder and bring it and then they brought it and the feet of the priest was still standing on the brink of the river on the other side of Jordan after they have crossed. And the Bible said, Joshua said to them, lay the stones on this place where the feet of the priest is standing. Because a day is going to come when your children will ask you, how did your life change so drastically? How did you get healed from cancer? How did God deliver you from poverty? A day is going to come when your children will ask you, when did God do what he did in your life? You will tell them that this is that day. This stone will act as a memorial for what God will do in your life. And the Bible says that they laid the stones and the children of Israel went on with their lives. They went on with their lives. Fast forward to 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 1. Fast forward to 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 1. The Bible says it came to pass that the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. That Elijah went to with Elisha from Gilgal. Next verse. And the Bible says... That Elijah said unto Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Now if you keep reading, the Lord sent Elijah to three, the, the, the Elijah went through three cities. And Elisha said, I will follow you as the Lord liveth. They first went to Gilgal, second they went to Bethel, and the next they went to Jericho. And because the Lord has spoken to him that I'm going to take you, not everywhere will I take you from. Elijah, you are not going to die. You have followed me. You have served me. I've anointed you. You are not going to die and be buried. 
I am going to take you by a whirlwind. And the Lord told him, I am not taking you in Gilgal. I'm not taking you in Bethel. I'm not taking you in Jericho. I am taking you in Jordan. <laughs> and the Bible says they went together after they crossed Jericho and then they met Jordan. Elijah took his mantle and when he saw the stones, he knew where to strike Jordan. He saw the memorial. When he struck, Jordan divided. And they went through him and Elisha. And the Bible says that as soon as they crossed, a way, the, the chariots of fire came from heaven and snatched Elijah. And the Bible says Elisha grabbed the mantle. And Elijah, Elisha now said, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And the Bible says, as soon as he took the mantle, he went backwards and looked at Jordan. Knew where his master struck. And said, struck the Jordan. And said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And the Bible says, Jordan parted Peter and Hida. And Elijah crossed Jordan. Elisha crossed Jordan. And the sons of the prophet, the Bible says, knew that the spirit of Elijah has come on Elisha. And Elisha received a double portion. When he asked that, Elijah said to him, you have asked a hard thing. But if you see me when I'm cut off, it shall be your portion. Church of God, when you come to church, pay attention. There are times and moments in service that you, you need to see something different from the man you know that is standing here. Am I talking to believers? You should know when I've changed gear. You should know when I exit gear one and go gear two. I enter into gear three, gear four, gear five. You should know when I get to gear ten in the spirit. And you begin to see things begin to drop on your life. Am I talking to somebody today? Church of God, the Bible said that Elijah dropped this mantle or left the mantle behind and Elisha collected it. And the Bible says now fast forward. Let's fast forward. I want to go quick because I don't have much time. Fast forward to 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 1. Kalama Shandokosa. Are you sure you are ready? My God, I feel fire all over me already. My goodness. 2 Kings chapter 5. The Bible says concerning a certain soldier named Naaman. Now Naaman, the captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master. An honorable man. Please put it for us on the screen quickly. An honorable man because by him, by him, somebody shout by him. The Lord had given deliverance to Syria. And he was also a mighty man in valor. But he was a leper. He was a leper. This man had so many accolades. The Bible attributed to him. A mighty man. A man of valor, an honorable man, the captain of the Syrian army, but yet he was a leper. And the Bible says he began to seek for healing. And one of the maids in his house, they had taken a little girl, a maid from Israel. And the maid said to the, the maid was serving his wife, a helper, and said to, Elijah, said to Naaman, Naaman, I would that my, my master will go to a prophet in Israel named Elijah, Elijah uh, sorry, Elisha. And he says, uh, you know, 
this man began to argue, so he sent a letter to the king of Israel to say, look, there is one of your boys I want to see. <laughs> so, and, and the king knew who Elisha, Eli, Elisha was. So when he sent it, the king began to mourn. He says, why has this wicked man now sent me this letter? How can you tell me that you need Elisha? I'm the one you are talking to. Elisha is my boss in the spirit. And the Bible says, eventually the man tore his clothes, poured ashes on himself, and the news got to Elisha. Elisha said, king, what is wrong? Why are you tearing your clothes and, and pouring ashes? He said, the king of Syria sent me a letter saying that he's the captain of his army has leprosy and you should heal him. I should command you to heal him. Elisha said, okay, no problem. If that's the case, tell him to come. Tell him to come. So this man called Naaman headed for Elisha's house. Glory to God. So as he was going to Elisha's house, if you can give us now at this point, verse 9. He got to Elisha's house. The Bible says, so Naaman, Naaman came with his horses, with his chariots, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. <laughs> oh, I love the scriptures. Next verse. And Elisha sent a messenger <laughs> unto him, saying, go wash in where? Where should you go wash? Kabashanomasa. It says, go wash in Jordan seven times. And thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be what? Why did Elisha send him to Jordan? Elisha could have come out and lay hands. But there's an altar. There's an altar that has been built. Kapayataka. And so he sent him to the altar. And said, go there. And you shall be clean. Look at the next verse. This crazy man began to debate. <laughs> but Naaman was angry. And the Bible said he went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out. So you know the formula to get healed. Why didn't you do it in your house? I thought surely he would come out. And stand. And call on the name of the Lord his God. And strike his hand over the place. And recover the leper. This is a man sick of leprosy. He's now prescribing his own medicine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then next verse. Are not Abana and Fafa rivers of Damascus better than the waters of Jordan or the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage, in anger. Next verse. Then the little girl then went and his servant came near and spake and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do something great, would, would thou not have it done, would have not have done it? How much rather then when he saith to thee, wash and be clean? So the little girl that recommended the prophet said to him, Master, if this man told you to bring a billion rent, you would have looked for it to get healed. He just told you to do a simple thing and you are, you are arguing, recommending and prescribing your own medicine medicine to get healed and then the bible says next verse keep going then went he down and dipped himself how many times according to the saying of the man of god and his flesh came out what again like the flesh of a little child 
and he was what? He was cleaned. From the same altar. From the same altar. You are going to drink something from this altar today. My God, my God, my God. Fast forward. John chapter 3. Shakia Tosa. Mande Felu Kamante Kezubradosa. John chapter 3 and verse 2. The same day came Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher. Is this where I'm going? My goodness. Check verse 3. Oh boy. No, it's not the scripture I'm looking for. My goodness. Help me, help me, help me. Holy Ghost. Oh boy. Are you feeling this thing in this place? Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me just look for my scripture. Mm. All right, John, sorry, Luke chapter 3 and verse, and verse 2 and 3. Luke chapter 3 and verse 2 and 3. Quickly. Quickly. Help us. On the screen, please. Luke chapter 3 and verse 2 and 3. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, And Annas and Cephas, being the high priest, and the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. God commanded this boy and said to him, Go to Jordan. And he came into all the countries about Jordan. Where? Where did he go? Where did he go? Where did he go? God commanded him. There is an altar in Jordan. Go there. Because I'm about to do something that the whole world will remember. And the Bible said John went to Jordan preaching the baptism of repentance for the sin, the remission of sins. Give me Mark chapter 4, 1 and verse 4 and 5. Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 1 and verse 4 and 5. And John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And they went out unto him all the land of Judea, they of Jerusalem were all baptized of him. Where? Where did they baptize them? The river of Jordan confessing their sins. Give me Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13 and we will close the service. Oh, you are about to explode in this house. My God, I feel such a heavy anointing. Holy Ghost. Then come Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. <laughs> Jesus said a statement. He says, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. He says, I don't do anything of my own. Anything you see me do, my father has told me to. So if Jesus went to Jordan to be baptized, who told him to do that? His father. But John forbade him, saying, I need you to be baptized of and to, I need to be baptized of you. Comest thou to me? Next verse. Jesus answering him, so far it to be so now. For thus it becometh of us to fulfill 
all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Next verse. And Jesus was, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, what happened? The heavens tore open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove and lightning upon him. Next verse. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. God commanded John, he said, Head down to Jordan because I'm about to do something memorable. John's assignment was not baptism. John's assignment was to use baptism to locate the Savior. So while he was obeying God, God had commanded him go to Jordan. Just like so many of you, God commanded you to come to this church. Look, I beg you, let nobody take you away from here. Beloved, you have been commanded to come here. Church, this church I told you is not just a church. This church is a system. Where is John Paul? Is he in church? Is he in church? Come here quickly, fast. Where is John Paul? Come here. John Paul, come here quickly. There is fire all over this place. Mashaka Yabandoko Salah. Five years ago, Kayamaso, come here to the altar. Five years ago, stand here. Let them see you on camera. Five years ago, this young man was in hospital as a dead man. They told my younger brother, Chooks, come here, Chooks. I feel fire in this place. Holy Ghost, help me. My God. They told this man to pick him from hospital because he has one month to leave. And Chooks brought him from hospital, straight from hospital, brought him in front of the office. I said to you, it was bones, no flesh. You could pick this guy up with one finger. And choose, I told you, take him on your back and put him on the altar there. Do you remember? Choose laid him on that altar. I walked from my office, came here, knelt down by the step. I said, Lord, you can't, this one can't die. Ooh, I feel fire. Five years later, the altar he laid on is standing on that altar. That you may know that this altar is a memorable altar. Church, when you are in a place that God has ordained, don't joke with your life. Don't joke with the altar. Don't joke with the priest. Am I communicating? This boy is not just a pastor. You can go down. The boy standing in front of you is not just a pastor. I am a system. I represent a system in this nation. God has brought me to South Africa to connect Nigeria and South Africa spiritually. So that the revival that will take place in Africa will explode. Kayayama Shandoko Salabaha. Holy Ghost. This boy is not just a, I'm not just a pastor. Hallelujah. Church, no. No. No, church. 
Please help them, help them. It's fire all over this place. You will receive your healing today. Whether the devil likes it or not, you will get what belongs to you from this altar. You know, church, you must be mindful of familiar spirit. I want to warn you today as my spiritual sons and daughters. Please, I know you have eaten with me from the same plate. I know you and me have had discussions. We've had meetings. I know you and me have sat down and, and we ate from the same plate. But please be careful of familiar spirit. I say be careful of familiar spirit. You will not be involved in familiar spirit. You will not take God's servants for granted. You will not take this anointing for granted. You will not take this altar for granted. Am I talking to somebody today? Church of God. Do you know that the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of Jesus' garment and was made whole? Church, can I warn somebody here today? That the same clothes Jesus was wearing, that somebody touched his garment, another person ironed that clothes in the morning and received nothing. But this woman came with faith. Hallelujah. Did you come with faith this morning? Shut up, Baba, Baba, Baba. My God. My God. Give me verse 21 of Luke chapter 3. Verse 21, quickly. My God. Verse 21, and we'll pray. Luke chapter 3 and verse 21. The Bible says that when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized. And what else? And what else? And what else? The heavens opened. Rise on your feet. Shut up. 